Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Discussing divorce and separation, and maybe if we have a little time, what to do when you come across a new boo and you kind of got to let everyone up. Well, I get into that a little later. Let's stay tuned for the end. But first of all, um, let me explain to you how this show works for those who may be new. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers. All of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, Simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, 
the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 629 starts right after a word from my sponsors. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. Hey, listeners, ever wonder why there's so much foolishness in the world and need a comedic way to comprehend it all? Well, the Sassy Black Friend podcast is for you. It's the podcast for anyone who needs a sassy black friend to tell them like a T.I. is about current events, other people, and themselves. Find the Sassy Black Friend podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And remember, while you're there, help a sister out and click that subscribe button. And of course, Follow us on Twitter at Sassy BF Podcast. Again, that's Sassy Black Friend Podcast. I'll see you there. FemaleLead.com. She leads, you follow. Some people love women to take control and be the lead in the relationship. FemaleLead.com is the niche online dating site for women who lead and those looking for that special kind of woman in their lives. A woman confident and secure, forward and strong. Maybe you're shy or just like a woman taking the reins of your relationship and leading you both down the path of love. If that describes you, join FemaleLead.com today where women take the lead and find that leading lady you've been looking for to build a unique, one-of-a-kind relationship. FemaleLead.com My thanks to TheCrystalShow.com. Be sure to go there and check her out. I also want to thank a Sassy Black Friend Podcast and FemaleLead.com. 347-202-0215 is the number. On the Talk to Q radio show, you know, we've discussed how to make relationships and marriages work here on T2Q, but I'm not sure we've looked at things from the other side, like um, the divorce side. So much goes into leaving a marriage, and and in fact, there's actually more that goes into leaving a marriage than probably getting married. But finances are usually the main concern, especially for men. We always seem to be the ones who loses the home and has to shell out the dough. Custody is also an issue if kids are involved. Again, men usually get the short end of the stick, even if they can provide a better living. But this show isn't going to be like that he versus she type of deal. We're going to discuss certain aspects of divorce. So that's what we're going to get into tonight. And to help me do that, I'll go to a couple of show legends who are on hold at the moment. To the 9-1 area code, excuse me, 9-1-0 area code I go. The Tar Heel State of North Carolina. So welcome on the man who plays the doctor on the radio, Dr. Bobby Willis. What's happening, man? All right, doing okay? Oh yeah, I'm good, bro. Okay. And I will go to the five one seven area code, the motor city of Detroit, to welcome on the author, the host. 
just another nigga on the hill. What's going on, Chris? Oh, not much. How you doing? All right, cool. Glad to get you on. And to the 732 area code I go. Garden State of New Jersey to bring on the show and force my man, Ray. Ray, what's going on, bro? Hey, what's up, Q, Crystal? How y'all doing tonight? Hey, Ray. Doing pretty well. All right. We'll go ahead and kick this thing off. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. Crystal, I'll start with you. Uh, first things first. And we've always heard people say the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. But in your opinion, right after a, a divorce, is jumping into bed with someone new a good way to get over your ex-spouse, or is that a huge mistake? <laughs> um, well, um, from my experiences, usually I'm already jumping in bed with somebody. That's the whole purpose of the divorce. So... Oh wow! Works for me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, well, as far as that whole thing of getting over, no, I don't think that getting over somebody um, works by sleeping with somebody else. It's just—I think by the time you get to the level of divorce, you know, in a in a marriage, um, you know, it's been over for a while, and it's kind of a progressive thing, so. Whether you sleep with somebody or not, it's really not going to affect your your mood about the ending of the marriage. So, so hey, you might as well have sex. <laughs> okay. Um, on on Facebook, Amanda Clark from Jackson chimed in. She said, "No, let your heart heal first. That way, you won't make hasty decisions." Uh, Doctor Willis, what do you think? Uh, you know, naturally, I can't speak for every dude, but I think for most of us, I think we, uh, as soon as we find something else, I mean, we're already over it. So unless it was like, I don't know, like you was just deeply in love or, you know, you still haven't gotten past it, uh, majority of us probably just, you know, get up on the next person and forget, and forget about the last. So uh, I, I think that's a yes. Okay. Right. Right? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. What's the question? You say girlfriend or, or what? No, no. I said after a divorce, is jumping, after you get divorced, is jumping into bed with someone new a, new a good way to get over your spouse, or is it a huge mistake? Um, I mean, I probably would say just, um, Take some time off and get yourself together before you get back into it. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a mistake, but at the same time, you know, you want to take time to weigh in on everything that happened. You know, that's something I used to do when I had a girlfriend or something like that. We broke up. I always remember everything you said, everything you did. So you come back months later with, you know, you don't know why we broke up and all this mad and you was good doing this. Hey, I remember everything you said when you walked out. You know, you let me know what it was. And I think that works out better. But, you know, 
it's always easy to just slip in with another girl in this network. I think you need to feel that emotion first. Okay. And I, I guess it's like to each their own, kind of like what Dr. Willis says. Um, I mean, it's one of those deals where, I mean, one person may be able to move on quicker than another. Jumping into another relationship, or well, not even another relationship necessarily, but um, jumping into sex with someone else, I'm not sure. Nicole in Houston said on Facebook, it's a mistake, but sometimes a necessary evil. So, okay, I'm not exactly sure what she means by necessary evil, but um, that's Nicole's point of view. So, Crystal, um, what if you're feeling the opposite? I mean, maybe you're not ready to quite move on. Is it okay to express the fact that you still may be in love with someone who is divorcing you? You mean express it to them? Yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You express it to your girlfriend. You express it to the bartender. You do not express it to them. <laughs> you know, it's over. I mean, they divorced you. They, Whatever you went through, you know, you couldn't work it out. Counseling didn't work or whatever. You may hopefully you tried to do something before you ended a marriage. Um, no, it's time to move on. So you got to do whatever you have to do in order to to relieve that pain, but you definitely don't go backwards to them because if they wanted to hear that, then you would have been able to work it out somehow. So, no, tell them nothing. Okay. And, Ray, what you think, man? Yeah, can you repeat the question? I had to step away for a minute. <laughs> I said, uh, uh, what do you think about Is it okay If you're still in love with your spouse Like you know your spouse says she, You know she wants to get a divorce But you're still in love with her Is it okay to express that Knowing that she wants to go ahead and get the divorce Or is that something you need to keep to yourself No I mean you can say Whatever it is that you feel like you need to say You know I mean I don't feel like you should hold nothing back and Say well something I want to say five years later But I need to say it Don't say everything you need to say So whatever's said to you Like I was saying earlier You can remember exactly what was said to you So then you know Somebody had to change your heart Five years later, two years later You remember what was said to you And how it was said Because see a lot of times When people uh, feel like they got the upper hand They'll talk to you any kind of way. And they don't respect the fact that you're a person that needs to be respected, whether you was in a relationship or, you know, at one point you guys had respect for each other. So if they don't want to respect you, you say, okay, you listen to all of that. Like I say, it doesn't matter. It may not feel good at the time. But one thing is for sure, you will never forget it. So then you start thinking about, well, maybe we should get back together and um, maybe um, you start reminiscing. No, that ain't the move to make. Never chew your gum twice. Okay, right. I agree with that. Yeah. And Dr. Willis? Um, I think along those lines, I think that it's okay to um, express that because sometimes you'll have someone who 
who leave the, the union thinking that, okay, that person don't love me and they don't give a shit about me, so why am I in it? And then they move on. And, you know, if, you, if you're holding on to your pride and you're not saying that they're not saying how you truly feel, that person still don't know. So at the very least, you can uh, let it be known, and, and if that person still rolls out, then you know that person don't have that part as an excuse. They can't say that you didn't try, you didn't love them, or there was nothing behind it. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's a problem with expressing yourself or telling somebody how you feel, especially if it's genuine. If that's how you feel, I mean, go for it. There's never anything wrong with saying how you feel. Okay. All right. Yeah, I made some pretty good points there. I think um, – I know some people don't like to feel vulnerable, so that's kind of the problem they run into, and they may hold some things in. Um, I don't know if those things will make a difference as far as the marriage is concerned or not, but um, I guess it's one of those things you have to kind of just you kind of have to do you, and whatever works for you that's going to help you heal. If that means getting it all out or keeping it to yourself, that's what you got to do. But it's all about you healing. I guess it's the most important thing. And so, Crystal, I mean. Sh- a lot of people don't know what to do after a divorce. Um, it's like we talked about the rebound partner. They don't know if they should do that. They don't know if they should avoid dating overall. They don't know if they should just jump right back into a serious relationship, you know, avoid the rebound and just go for broke and go serious. Um, I mean, should there always be a moment where, I mean, if you were giving advice to a girlfriend where you say, hey, take some time to get yourself together before you do anything at all? Well, you know, um, of course, every marriage is different, um, and we're going to assume we're talking about a marriage that was actually a real marriage, it was good, and it was, you were in love, and then things broke down. Um, but yeah, you should always take time before you get into a serious relationship. Um, sex, to me, doesn't mean that much, um, but a real relationship is different. So before you jump into anything like that or try to think you can, um, you can't, you know, uh, you know, two things cannot occupy one space. I mean, that's just physics. So you cannot have, um, you can't be in love with somebody else, even if it's the past, and think you're going to start a new love all over again. Um, but so I would definitely tell tell her, you know, to to evaluate what happened and, you know, honestly evaluate it because you can't not just evaluate what he did, but evaluate what you did and what and why you you um, stayed in the marriage for however long, whose fault, quote-unquote, it was for the breakup. And, and then to think about, you know, what can I do now? What was it about me that allowed myself to be in this relationship or cause this type of uh-huh. situation to end or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, um, you should definitely take time with that on a serious level before you get back into anything real or try to do anything real because it's going to fail because you're not all the way there emotionally. Okay. Okay. And Dr. Willis, let's take things from um, a social media perspective because something we have to include these days Now first of all If you're getting divorced Being on social media can be a bad thing Because there's so many ways 
If your spouse is vindictive, they can use it against you. Uh, stuff that goes up on your wall can be used against you. And also, I heard the worst thing that you can do is to have something incriminating on social media and delete it. They say if someone screenshots you and then you go and you delete it, not knowing that they screenshotted you, and it comes up as evidence, and it really makes things really hard on you. So if there's something out there that mm-hmm. say you're supposed to just leave it and roll with it, let your let your attorney know. But um, let's start with something simple, Doctor Willis. When it comes to kids, do you remain Facebook friends with your ex? Um, you know that you're divorcing, or maybe you're recently divorced. If you have kids together, you know, like pictures you may be tagged in and things of that nature, or do you make a clean break in social media? I think uh, I think it depends on the maturity level of both uh, uh, people that were in the union. Uh, I can only say how I how I handle stuff. I'm the type of person that I don't, you know, I don't burn bridges. I don't try to, um, I don't, I don't like just want to ask you all out of my life and stuff like that. Especially if we got kids. If we have kids and we have to learn how to be cordial, uh, you know, and I know the kids probably won't see things on Facebook and th- and stuff like that, but, you know, those are still memories and stuff. So, uh, and it may not be, you know, you don't have to, you know, think about your significant other or, the, or your ex per se, but, you know, those, those, are, those are memories with your kids and stuff. So I don't see a reason for taking them down or doing things like that. I think that if you can be, if you can be cordial and uh, great co-parents, I say go for it. You don't have to. Um, you don't have to hate each other when it's over. Uh, I know people do that. I know that's the way of the world. But um, I, ha- you know, I have. Um, you know, I'll put this out there. I got three baby mothers, <laughs> and um, uh, I'm. I'm really, you know, yeah. I and, uh, and we're great co-parents. <laughs> With at least two of them. But at least two of them, great co-parents. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, absolutely. You know. Best friends, I mean, we you know, we we tag each other on Facebook, laugh, talk. I mean, it's it's the best it's the best possible situation for my kids. So I I don't I don't um I don't condone anybody, you know, just, you know, filled with hate and start, you know, tearing down memories and things like that. But if that's your thing, I you know, that that's how you handle it, that's on you. As far as the um what you just mentioned though, uh prior to this People need to know that whether you delete it or not, Facebook have at least at least two data centers here in North Carolina. Um, so everything that you post is somewhere on the server at one of these data centers, at one of these um, data farms. So it doesn't it doesn't matter what you do. Once you put it out there, it's it's already corrected. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and like I said, this, this is just two in North Carolina, two data farms in North Carolina. Who knows how many they got elsewhere out in Cali and other places? So. Um, you know, if you east of the Mississippi, then I'm pretty sure whatever you posted yesterday or even today, a few minutes ago, is right here in North Carolina, sitting beside me somewhere. But um, you know, so it's, it's and Bobby yeah, they collect it. So. Hey, that's right, I'm reading this. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think I think that you know, if you can make it work, if you can be cordial after the breakup, I think that's best for everybody involved. No doubt. All right. To the A50 area code I go. The Emerald Coast line of Pensacola, Florida. Making his way to the ring, the man in black. Buck, what's going on, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? I think I hear Bobby Willis and Crystal. How y'all doing tonight? Yeah, what's up, on too. Yeah. And all right, so I'll be with you in just a second, Buck. Um, let's see, Carmen on 
Facebook chimed in from Houston. She agrees with Bobby. She thinks it depends on the breakup and the maturity of the spouses. But um, Ray, you know, sometimes people just don't want to have anything to do with their significant, with their ex significant other. I mean, do you make every effort to avoid? Let's say that the divorce is over cheating. Okay, either you cheated or she cheated, but somebody cheated. Do you make every effort to avoid speaking to someone that you're divorcing or maybe recently divorced? Uh, uh, no, I mean, the on, only way I can really say that, that I could be or would be interested in being cordial is if I cheated. You know, if it's a divorce or something, just by the nature of the beast, we ain't going to get along. So if you were right. a sensible person, we still be together. You know what I'm saying? So all that stuff where people say, well, you know, we can talk and we can be this and we can be that. How? Because you can be good friends and you can talk and everything cool, y'all still be together. So at the same time, you say, you know, yeah, you can be be cordial if, if you have to be, but all that extra conversation for what? You know what I mean? I mean, I won't say I'll be bad as a a buddy of mine was. He say, man, his ex used to be talking to him. He wouldn't say nothing. He wouldn't look at her. He wouldn't do nothing. Whatever she said, he heard it. He passed it on to his kids. They went to a graduation. They, you know, she talked to him. He just looking. He never said a word to her. And that's how he kept it. But, I mean, I wouldn't keep it like that. But at the same time, I would just, uh, you know, there's no need for nothing extra. Okay, it's something you need to tell me or you tell it to me or because it's not a whole lot that you really can agree on. And that divorce thing is real sticky because now if you had kids, you got to worry about who she dating. See, a man mm-hmm. can date a woman. She could not be quite right, but you can have the situation. A dude, he might be anything, you know, so... You got to wonder what's going on over there. But there's really nothing you can do about it because she might not have sense enough to know she might not need to be dating a fellow like that. So it can it can get sticky, but you know, I don't say just be a hard ass just to be a hard ass, but I don't think it's it's necessary to have a whole lot of extra dialogue or sitting down talking and how you doing and how you been and everything all right and you know, it's good to see you and all that there. No, for what? Okay. And, Buck, what do you think? Do you try to avoid them as much as you can, or how, how do you feel about that? It really depends on the situation. You know, it depends on, you know, how things ended. Um, Somebody cheated. Well, even even then. I mean, um my ex, my ex girlfriend, she's actually my landlord. So I have to, you know, unfortunately, you know, I, I have to, you know, I have to make sure that, you know, you know, I pay my rent to or whatnot. Like, you know, we keep it, bi- we keep wow. it business. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> we keep it business. So I mean, yeah, yeah. So now my me and my my ex wife. My ex-wife and I, we get along pretty good. I mean, we had to do some uh, some creative things last year for Sean Jr. and um, he had to he was he was struggling in school a lot, and he's been struggling the last few years. But um, last year we you know we did even though I'm here in Pensacola, she's in Las Vegas. You know we worked 
she didn't have internet in her house, so I was able to check his check his schoolwork on a day to day basis. And you know, if he was missing assignments and he was telling his mom that hey, I, I got all my homework done, I was dead, you know, Johnny on the spot. So with both of us working together on the homework thing, you know, we had to, we talked to each other. We made it a point to talk to each other once or twice a week. Anything he was missing, she knew about it first. So by the time she got home, if it wasn't done, she you know she'd make him stay up half the night, and make sure he got that. So I mean, you have to. I mean, in certain instances, you have to be cordial, even though you don't want to, regardless of what the situation is. But you know, as long as you keep your business, and you know, me and my ex-wife get along really well. You know, we've been divorced now six years, so doesn't you know we don't have any issues. Every once in a while, she may call. Now I do make sure she calls during you know during reg, you know regular a decent time because time zone change she's two hours behind me she does have a tendency to call me drunk you know that's one of the reasons why I divorced her she still does that but um every once in a while she'll do that but if she calls me during the daytime you know we keep it busy and talk about the kids and whatnot and go you know go on about our business but um you know it depends on your maturity level and you know how you handle the situation. So if you handle, you know, if you mature about things, regardless of what happens, I don't see a issue. Now I'm not gonna go as far as go hang out with them and party and all that shit. I'm not gonna do that. Now go to a kid function or something. You know, you got to co-parent. You know, you got to work. You know, you got to work through those things. But you know, it just depends on your maturity and how you handle it. And I want I want to piggyback on that. I want to piggyback on that, Q. I think that uh, it just depends on it. It definitely depends on your mindset. Like my mindset is this: is if you're not happy with me, then go find your happiness. And you got other dudes out there. Like if you're not gonna be with me, you ain't gonna be with no fucking body. So those are the, those are the motherfuckers that get mad and don't want to speak and do all this other shit. Me, I don't care. I mean, we just didn't make it as a couple. So why am I gonna be like you know just? turn my nose up at you or ignore you because we couldn't do that. We can make it as a couple. As long as you're still, as long as you're cordial with me, I'm going to be cordial with you. I mean, I don't give a fuck if we didn't make it. I mean, that's that's in the past. I mean, I have options. Though. I'm not good enough to get out there and get somebody else. So, exactly. you know, I don't care what she did. If she, if she decided to leave, go find your happiness. I'm not mad at you. Shit, that's, and that's why I could talk to any one of my baby mothers or my ex-wife to this day. Because that's what they do. That's what they do. And there's certain seasons that you would – some people are meant for you. Some people are not meant for you. And certain certain people you're in in seasons with for for a certain period of time. And sometimes we try to stretch that season, but you may may not be meant for that person. And, you know, you can't hold a grudge. You got to be able to, you know, turn the page and move on. Exactly. All right, all right, cool, cool. I can respect all of those perspectives. And so let me, um, Dr. Willis, let me stick with you for a second and ask this question. At mm-hmm. what point do you tell the kids that you're divorcing your significant other? I mean, just imagine they're between the ages of, of 6 and 12, because I'm pretty sure if teenagers um, – they may be able to see some of the writing on the wall and kind of know. I don't know. But, you know, they're between the ages of 6 and 12. I mean, at what point do you tell them when you know for sure that um, that's going down, if someone has to move out? I mean, I don't know at what point. 
I went through that. I went through that very same uh, situation, and uh, I've always been honest with my kids. Uh, like I said, I interact with them early and often, and you know that just that has always been my philosophy. Uh, when I realized it was at the point where you know it was it was going to happen, no shit, it, you know it's going down. Um, I you know I called them in the room and I sat them down and we talked, and uh, you know and my kids, like I said, you know because we interact, they they're very mature for their age because I I teach them a lot. So they I, and then plus kids aren't dumb. They they actually know before you even tell them yeah. anyway. You know they have exactly. some idea. So yeah. I just sat them down. Yeah. I sat them down. And I knew that there was no reconciling. There was no uh, there was no getting back together. There was no stopping this thing from from happening. I called them in, sat them down, and I, and I told them. I mean, you know, I just had to be open and honest with them. I've always been that way with them. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> well. uh Let's see, three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number. Press one if you want to dial the discussion. Join the discussion, excuse me. Press one on your dial pad. Crystal, what about you? Um you agree agree with Bobby hundred percent? Yeah, yeah. You need to tell them um as soon as you guys make that final decision as far as that it's over and everything and you know, he's right that children do know more than what parents give them credit for. Um, and I think a lot of times parents try to keep children in the dark simply because they don't want to have those discussions, not so much that the kid doesn't know what's going on. And, sure. you know, I mean, yeah, once you make that decision, if if you can, ideally, you can do it together and let them know. But um, if that's not possible, then at least be on the same page, of, you know, about what's going to happen, but basically it's, um, you do have to be honest with kids. You, you know, you don't sugarcoat it. You don't, I mean, you talk to them on the, on the developmental level that they're on, of course, but, um, uh, you don't want to lie to them and, you know, because children know when you're lying and they know that you're, you know, making up some sort of fantasy stuff. I mean, you want to be honest, like this is the way it is. You know, I'm moving out, whoever's moving, probably the guy, um, you know, and uh, I'll be over <laughs> to see you guys as much as possible. We still love you, and we're still, you know, your parents, and we're still going to be there for you. You have to let kids know that their life will, as much as possible, will not change. Like, things in their life is not going to change if it's possible. Like, you know, if you're able to stay in the same area, then... You know, you'll still go to school. You'll still have your friends. You'll still see me. You know, so you have to let them know that. You have to reassure them because that's the main thing that kids are thinking about. How is this affecting my life? My life is over. You know, you guys are destroying me. You're destroying my life because they don't, they don't understand. And that's their primary purpose or focus in their life because yeah. their children is to be um, taken care of. So who's going to take care of me? What's going to happen to me? That's their primary focus, and it should be because they're kids, and they understand that. They come out of the womb understanding that somebody's supposed to be here to take care of me. So you just have to be uh, honest with them, and they'll appreciate it uh, much later, especially when the more they begin to grow and understand, they'll appreciate the fact that, well, yeah, it hurt at the time, but at least they were honest with me. Okay. Very good. Uh, Buck, Ray, anything to add? Or you agree with them completely? 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think you just got to talk to the kids and you got to be honest with them and let them know what it is because, you know, parenting, you have to be honest with your kids because the kids are going to know if you're a liar, if you mean what you say, or do you do the opposite of what you say, or do you just try to Uh sound good and you can put your words together to make them believe you're telling the truth when they know you're an actual liar. As they get older, they're going to be able to see that. And I think if you start off telling the truth, either they can deal with the truth or they can't deal with the truth. But if you tell them one thing and then they find out it's something else, then I believe that, you know, it's going to come back and bite you. I think whatever the situation is, you should put it out there. You know, hey, you know, I I found another lady. We weren't really getting along or I'm not saying I was right, but – this is what the situation is. So they all get older and they start talking about, well, your daddy did this, your daddy did that, and he did this and did that, and they find out, well, it's true, and they start looking at you different instead of sure. you just telling them the truth in the first place, you know. So that's the only way you're going to get respect is for people to know that what you're saying is the truth or the truth as you know it to be. All that other stuff, it don't matter at all. Okay. Very good, sir. And, Crystal, let me ask this. Have you ever thrown away or destroyed an expensive gift, um, you know, jewelry or clothing or something that that was given to you from someone that you divorced? Um, no, but in a, not not a divorce situation, but in a very serious relationship, I ended up throwing away an engagement ring. And, Ooh, of course, I regret it. it. Yeah. That always oh, yeah, I regretted it. <laughs> Absolutely regretted it. I regretted it. only reason why I regretted it um, is because he ended up dying later, and I really oh, wanted man. it at that point. But um, So that was kind of a karma thing, I guess. Oh, but, um, wow. but uh, you know, other than that, um, usually uh, as far as my uh, marriages. Um, no, I, I never really threw anything um, away. In fact, I kept a lot of things. It was so funny. Um, I was talking to my one of my ex-husbands uh, recently, recently as in the last year, and there's this, like, T-shirt that he had. This is years ago when we were married, and I still had the stupid T-shirt. I mean, I didn't even think about it until I was um, actually – we connected again, and I was like, oh, my God, I still have this stupid-ass T-shirt. It, <laughs> I was like, why do I have this? Um, I had it because it was very comfortable, and that's why I had it in the first place. But, you know, those are <laughs> things that kind of trigger. Um, it didn't trigger, like, emotions that get back together. It just triggered just emotions of that time and wondering why subconsciously did I keep this thing. So, hmm. but, um, but, yeah, that was the only time that I you ever threw something like no, I do not. Um, that was the only time I ever threw something away, um, and it was purely out of spite, um, just pure anger and spite. And yeah, I would do that again. Okay, okay. And we can talk after the show. Um, so, <laughs> any, of you, any of you ever thrown anything away or destroyed something you got because you know uh, it? No, I haven't. I mean. 
you know, sometimes, you know, you, you know, I, and the only way I throw away something um, like that is, you know, just it gets damaged or something like that. I've moved several times, so you know, some of the, you know, some of those mementos and things like like that gets you know damaged, thrown away at that point. But um, no, I don't throw anything away uh, like that anyway. Um, simply because I mean, you got to remember the good times you have with a person, regardless of what you know what may have happened. Um, there's always there's always some positive. In a, you know, the, in a relationship, regardless of whether it goes south or not, and you can always look back on the good times of those, um, and you know, you got to remember those are the things that help shape you. You know, this, you know, when you go into a new relationship, and you know, it makes you stronger. You know, you, and you learn you learn things as you you know as you go through these you go through life's challenges. So. You know, you can look back and say, you know, you have you have somebody that you care about now, and, it's, and you look back and say, well, I got somebody better, and maybe because of something that happened in a past relationship, it may help you in a current one. So, okay. I'm gonna say this. Right. Uh, I, 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 th- I threw it, I threw my stuff away, man. Uh, the day I said I do, because she ended up with all that shit. So. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's probably true. All right. Let me take a uh quick well hold on. Let me get to this caller. Calling from the eight three two area code out there in Houston. Welcome on Carmen. Carmen, what's going on? Oh, nothing much. Um, I was just chiming in. Um when I divorced my ex, I didn't throw anything away. Um, he threw some of my stuff away, but I didn't throw any of his away. And I can't say that I have any regrets for leaving. So if there was something that I should have thrown away, I probably did later on, but not out of spite. Okay. That's it. All right, cool, cool. And I think, you know, sometimes emotions can run high and people end up throwing away things and possibly regretting it. But if I'm you, if it has any value, I'm not going to throw it away. You know, pawn it if you want to get rid of it, but don't throw it away. It just, uh, I don't know, that just doesn't work. I'll take a quick break and be right back with a few more questions on the topic of divorce and we'll get into separation a little bit. Hi, I'm Bobby Willis. I'm repping at Lone Star State, and you're listening to Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. All right, three, four, seven. Two zero two zero two one five is the number. Hey, if you get a chance, I want everyone to check out this book, When Honeysuckles Fall. Um, it's a book by Carmen Hendricks, and it's essentially it follows the, the women in a short follows women in a short story collection that serves as a memorial to real life issues and relationships. Um, it explores issues ranging from infidelity to overcome childhood abuse. And it promises to keep you on the edge of your seat as each character develops while struggling to find their truth. 
Uh, go to CarmenHendricks.com. That's C-A-R-M-E-N-H-E-N-D-R-I-X. And get yourself a copy today. I believe, um, I know there was a recent sale on Kindle, but go there and get a hard copy or you can get the digital copy. CarmenHendricks.com. All right. Let me go to the 601 area code, the Magnolia State of Mississippi. And, oops, he dropped off. Now, Eminem, once I start playing the music, man, you can't drop off. All right. I guess Eminem will be back in just a moment. And, okay, so, Crystal, let me, uh, no, let me go to Dr. Willis for this. Dr. Willis, I read that in North Carolina, you have to separate at least a year before being allowed to divorce. Do you know if that's true or not, first of all? Yeah. That is very true. <laughs> okay, do you think that's a good law or a bad law? I think it's uh it's a terrible law, to be honest with you. Um usually when you're at the point where you're uh, ready to separate uh, or even divorce, um I think probably if they're gonna if they're gonna set it like that, probably three months at the most. But a whole year. Uh I was in Massachusetts and I could not get a divorce from her. Uh we had to uh wait a uh, an entire year we were separated of course and then uh and then it even gets a little bit more intricate than that because they'll ask you um you know have you slept together and things like that have you lived in the same house at any point during that year or whatever the case may be i, I don't know anybody who's going to say yeah if they want to get divorced but they do ask you that so um you know they you know i, I think it's a dumb law i think it's crazy i think three months at the most if you're going to uh put some stipulations on people like that and then, um, you know, because people do change their mind and, you know, end up remarrying or wishing they hadn't right. got divorced and things like that. But I think three months is plenty enough time to uh, to realize that, hey, you know, it's over with. I done moved on and that's it. And um, before you go on to the next person, I just want to say hi to Carmen. So that's my buddy. <laughs> okay. And um, I got a call in the 240. I'll get to you in just a moment. Ray, what do you think, man? Um you think it's a a good good idea to force people to separate, give them some time up to you know, give them a year to figure it out before they actually divorce? No, nah, I mean they should let you get divorced as soon as the process can get can go through. I don't think they should um try to stop you from doing that. I mean, it seems like to me if you want a divorce, your mind is already made up. You can always get remarried if you have a change of heart. But once again, if you're true and you come twice, you know, this ain't going to be the same. So, you know, I don't think that's a good law at all. Okay. Does anybody think the law is okay? A good idea? I think it's a good idea, but not, it's just, I guess what everybody else is saying, not that long. Um, I think it should mirror whatever it is in the beginning of getting married. If they have a waiting period, because some states do, um, they have a waiting period. It's usually, of course, not a year. It's like more like a few months or less, and then you have to go through a counseling period, um, one or two counseling sessions. And I think that, I think it should mirror that, you know, maybe that you have to go through a counseling session, um, 
and maybe have to wait a, maybe 30 days or something before you can begin the process. I don't know. However they do it for you to get married should be however they do it for you to get divorced. Okay. Let me go to this caller in the 240 area code to get their opinion. Caller, what's your name? Uh, <clears throat> my name is Black Gladiator. Okay. Do you have an opinion on this particular Topic, do you think that uh, waiting a year before allowing people to divorce is a good idea? Waiting a year before divorce? I think that's yeah, a terrible idea. Yeah, before allowing someone to divorce. I think that's a terrible idea. I think that this is this is just my opinion. I think that a lot of people have equated love and marriage with being synonymous with one another. And that basically... When you're dealing with marriage, you're dealing with private property. I just came from a museum, and the museum had marriage thing in it talking about private property. It, it stated that the woman once was totally free. She can have sex with whoever she wanted, and she can do whatever she wanted when she wanted. It's only till now the marriage has come up that the woman is not allowed to do certain things in a, in a relationship as far as the marriage. The man as well. The man as well, the man is included too. But to answer your question, um, I think that's basically um, ridiculous for a person to wait a year to uh, basically be free or divorce. I think that they should do the divorce right then and there, like the guy said earlier. Okay. All right, all right. So, um, I mean, I think it's a pretty interesting law. I, I wasn't aware of it, and I'm not sure how many other states have that. A year does seem like a long time, and, I mean, like some of you have said, you know, people just want to go ahead and say, you know what, I'm going about my business. And um, if you're going to rekindle, you're going to rekindle on your own. It's going to be because you probably had time to sit and think about it. Uh, but, Buck, if you're separated from your spouse, not divorced, but separated, should you still be allowed to date freely? I mean, is that okay with you? Wow. Is that okay? Um, um, you know, it just really depends. You know, if things are just going to the point to where it's south, to, you know, you know, if, if there's no way of getting back, there's no talking, there's no going to counseling or whatever, then, I mean, you should be free to do whatever you want. I mean, you know, now if you're trying to work on trying to get back together and you just need some time apart, then that's, you know, that's a different story. Then you don't do that. But if you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're not going to get back with this person, move on. You know, you if you moved out and, you know, y'all already got the paper filed and all that kind of stuff or you're getting ready to file them or whatever, you know, go ahead and, you know, if it's, it's on mutual terms, then, you know, bust the move. Go ahead and do what you got to do. But, you know, that just really depends on, you know, the situation at hand and what you're dealing with as far as, you know, um, what you know, whatever you're going through with that particular person. If you, you just need some time away just so you can, you know, get your thoughts clear or whatever and you're going to get back together, then don't do it. But if you know beyond a shadow of doubt you're not getting back with that person, just move forward and don't waste any time because, you I know, mean, life's already short enough and if you're already, you know, Got your own place, and you move for you know you moving forward. Then go ahead and you know go ahead and do what you got to do. Okay. Well, Carmen, let me ask you this: If it's a situation where 
one person may be ready to move forward, but the other one is not. Is dating while you're separated a good idea? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't agree with dating while you're separated because I I feel like separated is not divorced. If you find somebody that is willing to do it, you know, that's on you all. But I just don't agree with it because there's always that, um, there's always that door that's open. I think it was a question that you had on your page a while back when we discussed that. But I just don't agree with dating while you're separated because there's always that, window open for you to go back, especially if you have a spouse that doesn't want to end the relationship because they're going to always do something to push those buttons or try to push those buttons to get you to come back. And also if you have kids. So I don't agree with that. But I do have a question about the law you were just talking about. Uh Is, Is that law across the board or is there some type of amendment, like if you can prove infidelity or something like that, because divorces can be messy and and they can be extended out for years. So you're going to add another year on top of that? Do you know? That is very okay. interesting. Dr. Willis, do you happen to know? Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's across the board. Um, I think one of the, uh, one of the thoughts behind it is that um, if you're fighting a divorce anyway, you you know you're probably gonna be fighting during that year, or you know for the better part of that year. So if, even if it is messy, uh, they, they probably anticipate it being about a year anyway. So um, I don't think there's anything added on top. You, you're gonna do everything you you need to do during that 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 particular year. Okay, so there's no um, extending this court date and that court date. It's after the year you go and see the judge and and it's final. No, 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 no. You you go doing that. Um let's say for instance uh you file the paperwork. You file the paperwork, you go in to see um you go in and um let me let me remember how they did this. All right. You file the paperwork and then they will um what they'll do is they'll actually have you been you have to and you have to prove it I think. But they'll tell you, hey, you know, you ha you have a year or whatever the case may be or they actually have you um been separated for a year or case may be. Huh? A year and a day, <laughs> right? But um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I get that but, uh, you, mind. Exactly. So you have to show that you uh, you were separated for a year, but I think legal separation that they have to uh, they have to be on on paper. And so then Absolutely. what happened is during the year once once the once the clock start ticking, you don't have to wait until the end of the year to try to fight it or anything like that. You can do that. Right away, you can, I mean, the whole time that you're fighting, you can be separated and count that separation. So, I, I, yeah, you know, I think that may be a question, but uh, you don't have to wait till the year is over and then try to fight, you know, to get out of, you know, get to um, get whatever you're looking for and things like that. Yeah, oh, okay. Doctor Willis is absolutely right. Um, I should start calling Doctor Willis Esquire. Um, during yeah. that. You, it starts. The separation starts once you move into separate residences. If you're living together, it's not a legal separation. So you do have to live in separation and prove that you're no longer a couple and you have intent of living apart from one another. And during the process of that year and a day, you can outline how you want the property divided, how much alimony will be paid, child custody, and all that other stuff as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if so, you're not cordial, like I said, you can go back and forth to court, you know, uh, you know, deal with that whole uh, rigmarole and uh, and what yeah. that entails. And like I said, sometimes that even go past a year, but as long as you're separated for a year, you'll get you'll get granted the divorce. It's just the details of that divorce probably won't be finalized, you know, who get what and that type of thing if it's really that messy. Uh, so, but the but the but the clock starts ticking once you uh, once you prove that you've moved out and you filed your paperwork. You know. Okay. Good question, though. And uh, all right. So, um, Ray, let me go to you. If you're if you're separated from someone, you're not divorced. You're just separated. Should you be allowed to date freely? Uh, yeah. I mean, if it comes to a point where you got to be in a separate residence, then yes, yeah, already it's already over. You know what I mean? So. You should be able to do whatever you want to do, or you should feel free to do so. I mean, if you got to leave a place where you pay bills at, it's over. Well, you're still paying bills and you ain't there. I mean, I can't understand that scenario, but, you know, some people go for that kind of stuff. But, yeah, you should be able to date freely if, if that's what it is. Okay. And Crystal, what do you think? Well, yeah, I, I, I agree that you should you should be able to, you know, do whatever you want. If you want to have another relationship, there, you know, there it is. Yeah, um, as Ray was saying, as soon as you move out, it's over. You know, you have your own place, and you are proving that you are living separately. Um, it's again, I do have to agree with Carmen, though. Um, it's up to you to find a mate that will accept that. Now, some, I think actually a lot of women do, or males or whatever, they do. I'm not one of them, but a lot of people do. And because to me, unless you are signed, unless that year or whatever is passed and you have a final decree of, of divorce, papers in your hands, it's all over. Then I'm not dating you. <laughs> I mean, that's just you know that's the end of that for me because to me that's that's marriage and it means that you can change your mind because you can. You can change. That's the purpose of that year actually is for you to really decide this is what you want to do, and especially when you have other things involved. I think if you if it's just you and a woman and you have no kids, no ties except for the two of you, you know that. Eh, maybe a little different, but you still can go back. But if you have kids and you are outside of the home and she is still living in your home, the dream home that you two built together, you know, because this is what you dreamed about. You didn't dream of getting divorced. You dreamed of being married. So you get together and you have your children and all of this, and then, you you know, you're sitting at home in your, your little one-bedroom apartment or wherever you are, your condo, and, you, you know, you know, you're drinking your Hennessy, and you're like, damn, shit, I wish I was back in my man cave in my house that I fucking mm. paid for. And it's like, okay, so she's a bitch. But, you know, I can get over that. You <laughs> know, I'm going home. I want to go home. I want to see my kids. I want to I want to live my life again. So, um, and a lot of times that's, that's, it boils down to that. People go back because, shit, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to start over. I don't want to. 
tell, yeah, but if if that's something that you and your, your new person can deal with and they can deal with it, you know, then, hey, more power to you. But to me, that's just too much hassle. That's, that's way too much baggage. I mean, there's enough baggage once you get divorced and we got to deal with all the other stuff after that. But to still be married, I'm sorry, that's that's too much. And uh, mm-hmm. let me speak on this too. Let me speak on this for a second. I think that um, that you also have to be wary now. And I can't speak for other states, but I can tell you how how shifty and shady North Carolina is, though. But um, you have to be careful because you're technically you're still married. So during right. that year, the whole point, the reason why they want you out of the house. Uh, or whatever separated. They they want you to have time to reflect, think on that that relationship, imagine whatever. If you if you're with somebody else, you're not doing that. So if you if one or the other find out that you're dating somebody and they can prove that and they can prove infidelity, now you just killed yourself. You shot yourself in the foot. And mm-hmm. um and so you have to you still have to watch out for the legal ramifications of being married. And that's what a lot of folks don't understand now. People do it anyway, and, and like I said, it all depends upon the other person if they want to go through all the trouble, you know, proving that you're you're dating somebody else and you're doing that. But states do that for a couple of reasons. And like I said, one of them is to make sure that you know, okay, you're you're you're, you're focused, you're thinking about this particular situation, and this is what you really want. And but at the second time, it's also a money maker for them too. And like I said, states like North Carolina, they do studies, they do studies on families, especially. Uh, um, Minority families, and I'm not even just saying that. You can go look right now with the uh, voter law thing, and, and you'll you'll see all the information you want to see. They look to see, all right, what group? How does a group react when they get divorced? All right, let and then they make laws accordingly. So they know that with us as a people, we're going to go out there and do our thing, and we're not giving a damn. And so what happens is one or the other is going to get mad. Usually they, they're banking on they're banking on the black woman to get mad or the woman of color to get mad, and then have him in court alimony, child or whatever, all these other things that come along with it. And so it's 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 a it's a feeder system into other systems. And that's why I think they have you wait a whole year in North Carolina. But, you know, and, and I know this may sound like a conspiracy theory to everybody else out there, but I'm telling you right now, North Carolina does do studies, <laughs> and they make laws according to these studies. And so mm. if, you, if you're divorced, be careful. You know, don't get mm. open with that be out and open with that because you still you still can get you're swinging for infidelity. But can I can you hear me? Am yes. I in the queue? Oh. The fact that you have to say you need to be careful further validates me saying separated is still married. It's not worth yeah, the hassle. But I have a question. Is North Carolina uh one of the states where you can sue for alienation of affection? Yes. It I don't is. know if it's still that way. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yep. You can also, you can actually also, as a as a, uh, a woman, if you find out that your your husband is sleeping with another woman, you can sue that woman too for taking your husband. Right. Isn't that alienation of affection? Yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah, that's the claim. Um, that is the claim. So yeah. Okay. You're absolutely right. Damn. That happened, that happened to Fantasia, actually. That actually happened to Fantasia here. Wow. That's like, I yep. think it, isn't it? I think that's a law in Mississippi, too, Q. It is. That uh, you can sue for alienation of affection. So 
I meet this man. This man is wonderful. I find out he's married. I'm rich. And then his wife decides, because we had a public relationship to sue me, and I may not have even known anything about her. Yep, that's true. <laughs> now, a yeah. counter-argument, and it's tough, but a counter-argument to that is that you can say that they plotted that. but And that does happen, but that's hard to prove. That is very hard to prove. So, yeah, that does happen. Yeah, it's, it's a common law tort. Um, an, action, an action is brought against a deserted spouse against Actually, an action is brought brought by a deserted spouse against a third party alleged to be responsible for the failure of the marriage, and um, yep. they, they do have them in in a lot of states: Mississippi, uh, North Carolina, being well, actually a lot of states. They have them in about five or six states, but Mississippi and North Carolina are both in that. Um, I know Hawaii is in there as well. I'm not sure of the other states. Yep, alienation of affection. Boy, y'all getting some low education tonight. Carmen and Dr. <laughs> Willis bring it to you. <laughs> All right, so last question on this particular topic. Uh, for those who have been through a divorce, and I believe that's everyone except for Roy, um, is there anything you would have done differently in the process? And, I mean, whoever wants to answer. Anything... You would have asked for it if you didn't get anything you would have given that they didn't ask for, any type of changes with children or the dog or whatever, anything you would have done differently. Yeah, there have been some things I would have done differently. Um, I would have uh, pursued um, more help from the alcohol standpoint because my wife, ex-wife was an alcoholic. Um, and uh, we had made some initial plans in the beginning um, before we got married to kind of get her to, and it, it actually worked for the first six years, but the last six, I mean, she just, it, you know, it got really, really bad um, to the point to where, you know, that one of the driving forces, you know, that drove us apart. Um, she still drinks heavy to this day, but not as, as heavy as she did when we were together. But ultimately, I mean, that's something that, you know, is going to, eventually take her away from here a whole lot sooner than she needs to. She's, she's a functional alcoholic, and there are, there are some that's out there. She goes to work every day and so forth, but on her off days, I mean, all it takes is one, but she's going to drink 13 beers. So that's just the way she is, and that's, you know, that's just part, you know, that's just what she does. So I would yeah. I would definitely would have pursued – um some sort of, you know, alcohol anonymous, un- anonymous type thing to, you know, help, you know, help with that. And, you know, going to the class would have helped, you know, help with that. So therefore, you know, hopefully, you know, it would have gotten to the point to where, you know, she's gotten off of it. Um, that's what I would have done. Um, that way it could have, you know, and we would have, you know, probably kept us together, but, you know, yeah, that's what I would have done. I hope, I hope she doesn't listen to the show. So I have you on Judge Judy. Yeah. No, no, she doesn't listen to the show. But you know, I, and it doesn't matter whether she does or doesn't. She knows, you know, she knows her short, you know, shortcomings. You know, we've we've even talked about those things. You know, after you know, after we divorced, and you know, just for you know, just some some people. Sometimes you have to be willing to change when you have a problem, whether it be alcohol, whether it be drugs, whether it be gambling, whatever. You have it, it comes to a point in your life that you have to recognize that. And you gotta want to change yourself. You you know, 
we can talk we can talk to you blue in the face to try to make changes, but if you're not ready to make those changes, you're not going to make those changes. And you know, ultimately, when you get you know when you know that's a problem and it keeps breaking you up or it keep you know it's it's a problem in your new relationship, then you know common sense common sense going to hit you in the ass sooner or later. So it's going to kill you. So you know, it's just part of it. So you know, you got to want to make that change. And when you make that change, then you can move in the right direction. Hey, Michael Jackson said make that change. Anybody else make that um, change. have anything they would have done differently? Honestly, I don't think that there was anything I could have done. I mean, I was with my uh, ex-wife for about five years. Um, you know, we had our, you know, arguments and things like that. It was, And I, I felt like she was my soulmate. Uh, it was perfect relationship. Didn't see it coming. Boy, we walked down that damn aisle, and I said, I do. And uh, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> come up out of her, but, man, <laughs> it was something I never expected, never seen before in my life. And I'm not saying I'm innocent. I swear I'm not saying that. But um, I, I never cheated, I will say that, but uh, or done anything like that. But I've never seen the level of uh, just, you know, evil <laughs> until I said I do. And I'm like, damn. Uh, you know, it was so bad that, like I said, we were together for five years uh, um, as a couple. We got married probably didn't even last three months. But, we, had, of course, technically we had to stay together for a year, but I don't even think it lasted three months. It was just that bad. Wow. wow. I couldn't even see that coming. Yeah, I didn't even see it coming. <sighs> Nothing changes a, person, a person's mind or personality quicker than a wedding cake, from what they say. But... <laughs> Nah, but I, I guess um, divorce. I had no idea how difficult divorce was until you know I got older and some of my friends started getting divorced, and um, I had no idea the toll it can have on your credit, um, your credit score. Oh, yeah. I had no idea just how it can just affect you as a person, you know, and the stress puts kids through. As far as I'm just trying to function day-to-day going to school and things of that nature and man divorce is an ugly thing and it doesn't sound that bad when you just think about it on the surface because so many people do it and the people who probably do it the most celebrities but of course because we're just looking at it from tv it doesn't seem all that bad when they do it it seems like a quick process because they have a lot of money and fancy lawyers or whatever but if you're just a guy or a woman work nine to five and you got two or three kids trying to get through school and man having to deal with a divorce will almost just make you pull your hair out especially if you have someone who's not being cooperative not signing paperwork not doing this not coming to terms on agreements and um for those that have been through it and, and been through the situation i'm kind of discussing i i i mean my hat is off to you i know it's a horrible experience I know that it, oh, it yeah. can be. I'm not going to say it always but, is, but I know it can be a horrible experience. It's a lot more than we on divorce court, you know, um, with Judge Lynn Toller. It's, it's not a 30-minute <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just want to say that. But All right, one more topic before I wrap things up, and it's just really quick. And this actually came from a friend of mine in Memphis, had a question and just to give you her scenario she has been single for quite some time 
So she's been going out with dudes um, just whenever she wants, whenever she wants, and kicking it. And what exactly kicking it means, I don't know if that means all the way up to to sex or not. But now she has a new boo, and the old boos are still caught. The old, you know, guys are still calling. And so she wanted me to ask you all. You can just give your opinion. What? How does she handle the old guys? Does she ignore them and they'll ultimately go away? Does she have a, a sit down with them? Say, hey, I got somebody in my life that I'm moving on with exclusively. What should she do to handle that? And Crystal, I'll start with you. If you have any advice from a friend in Memphis who wants to know how she can let some of the people she used to kick it with know that she now has an exclusive relationship she's focused on. Oh, well, yeah, I had this happen to me when in my player days. And I finally met a guy that I actually wanted to be serious with. I just I told them. You know, when they called, first of all, they already knew the deal, that it wasn't, I wasn't exclusive with anybody, and that everything was, you know, just chilled. We just hung out and, you know, and all that, had sex. But I wasn't exclusive. So when I decided to become exclusive, I just told him, I said, look, dude, you know, it's over. You know, that's it. I'm in a relationship now with someone, and I wanna, I'm going to, you know, ride that out for a long time. I'm going to chill with him, and that's it. That's the end of it. You just let him know. That's it. But first, the only way it's cool, and it was, it was you know, fine. I mean, some have a few issues, but they got over it, um, was if you're not honest with them in the first place of the situation. And, but if they're like exes, and it depends on what kind of relationship you're having with them. I mean, what's the deal? But if it's just sex, then, you know, fuck it, I'm, I'm done. Doors closed. You know, <laughs> I'm exclusive over here. I mean, you call, you text, you, or you just tell them whenever they reach out to you. I call them. I call them all. And say, hey, we're done. We're done. Okay. We're done. We're done. Okay. You know, because okay. I didn't want no confusion. I didn't want nobody showing right. up. I had rules anyway, but you know, sometimes guys break the rules because they think they can. So I just let them know this is the deal now. You know, we're done. Yeah. And Krista said, and if I break up with this dude, I'll be calling you again. Right, you know. <laughs> and Carmen, what about what about you, Carmen? Um, <clears throat> she said used to kick it with or whatever. Well, and I guess. Yeah, she was in the process until this new person came along. Okay, but if it's somebody that you used to date and you're used to kicking with, you don't owe them an explanation. So, I mean, if you choose to give them an explanation, fine, but you don't owe them one because it's not anyone that you're currently involved with. Okay, so no relationship, no explanation, huh? I wouldn't, but that's just me. Okay. I don't do the ticket, so I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, based off what she said, I wouldn't care. If it's just somebody that I used to kick it with, used to means I don't communicate with them anyway. No, I don't think she meant that, like, they're an ex or anything. She meant, like, um, since she, well, she was single, 
So that means she can go out with whoever she wanted to. So she might call this guy, hey, let's go to the movies, call this guy, let's do this and do that. Those type of guys. It's like you're not dating exclusively, but you're going out and hanging out or however you want to call it. Okay. Well, like I said, if 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 she chooses to tell them, then yes, of course, if you're in a new relationship and you are in a relationship, you don't want people to pop up. But that's also why you have call block. So if you don't want to deal with that person anymore, and clearly you don't want anything serious with that person, that shouldn't matter whether you block them or not. Because if that was the case, then there would be no new boo. So... That's just my take on it. All right. And, Ray, what do you think, man? You find something nice you want to settle down with and get to know a little better? Do you text all those other women and say, y'all need to leave me alone, I'm good? Or, you know, or do you just ignore them? And if they happen to reach out to you, let them know at that point. Well, I think from a guy's standpoint, you should, uh, and you find something that you like or you want to get exclusive with, of course, you're supposed to just be, be honest from the beginning with it. You know, but if you're a female, I think it more depends on the guy because the guy should ask direct questions as well as the female. Okay, are you seeing anybody? And if they start that shoulder struggling and all that, they, that means they're dirty. Hey, um, so, yeah, I got a couple of friends. Well, a couple of, is that two or is that more than two? Okay, well, how many guys are you currently seeing? Oh, three or whatever, or is that dating or are y'all fucking? Now, you asking that straight up. Now, they tell you what it is. Now, if you can accept that and you still want to be exclusive, then, hey, she can take her time telling them the way she want to tell them. But mm-hmm. if you say no, we just friends and all this, that, and the other, okay, well, you can tell your friends that if you're exclusive, they don't need to be calling your house all the time at night and stuff like that because I really wouldn't be happy with that. Now, if you're grown, I'm independent, I do what I want and all that, okay, well, I ain't the guy for you then. You know, and the female need to be the same way. So... I mean, it more depends on the new person that you're getting exclusive with because they go for you dating four or five, six people at a time and all that kind of stuff, and now you think they're going to sell down with you? Man, you got you got a lot, of, a lot to do because you can be four or five people at one time. I don't care who you are, how big your ego is. You know, you can't be the dinner man, the sex man, the, the light bill man. The rent man and everybody all in the yard. So I think you just gotta be honest with it. Okay. And anything to add, but Doctor Willis? No, I mean you got to you got to tell them up front, man, and and not beat around the bush because you got somebody that you really care about, you know, and that's who you're gonna you know be exclusive with. Then you need to tell tell the other ones. You know, hey, look, I got somebody. You know, I'm really digging. You know, digging this person, and just be up front with them. I mean, there's no reason to hide anything from them. Just be up front, you know, because you hide it, then you know, that that causes a lot of issues. 
So just be up front. That way you don't have any, you know, won't be no drama. Okay. And um, I think I can understand how it can be some confusion if you don't notify someone. Um, I remember when I was dating um, my wife, we had been dating probably about, we had had a discussion, so we were exclusive probably about a month. And I got a call from someone that I used to kick it with from the nightclub. She called me one Friday night. Wow, it was probably close to midnight. And it didn't go over very well. Um, with, with, you know, of course, my, my wife, we were dating at the time, didn't go over very well with her. But when I told the lady that, you know, I was seeing someone exclusively and all that stuff, I kind of had to fuss at her a little bit because she didn't seem like she was cool with it. But I don't, because she said I should have let her know sooner and all this other stuff. So I don't know. Everyone's going to be different. I'm not sure how you handle it, but the sooner you let them know, I, I think the better, whether that's, just reaching out or maybe having discussions with them when you see things about to get serious with this new person you've been kind of seeing or however you want to do it. But you just don't want any problems, especially if you roll up on somebody, you know, at a restaurant. But you're thinking that if you're just, quote, unquote, kicking it with that person, they wouldn't trip either way. You know, it shouldn't be any type of property issue, so to speak, with them because y'all aren't exclusive. But you never know how these things play out. But hopefully you're um opinions will help her and she can figure out how she's going to handle things up there in Memphis, Tennessee. All right. Um let's see. Tomorrow zone coverage. We're talking sports, getting our NFL predictions done. So I know Ray and Buck will be there. Eminem should be able to chime in. Um Daddy Rich says he's gonna be there. So anybody else who wants to chime in and make your Predictions on the upcoming NFL season. This is the time of the year where we do that. That's tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, Next Tuesday, I know I just had like a hiatus last week. I had to go to my godson's football game. Uh, But next Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm going to be off again because I'm going to be in St. Louis. So there won't be a show next Tuesday or Wednesday. Um. So, but you can always go to TalkToQ.com, sign up for my email newsletter, and you'll be notified of upcoming shows. So, all right, we'll go ahead and get to final thoughts. If you have any final thoughts on tonight's show, on the last topic about um, notifying people that you're moving on to an exclusive relationship or anything additional to add about divorces and separations, you can. And Crystal, I'll start with you. Okay. Um, well, well, for our, our, our um, advice person, I would just say the best thing to do is to be honest quick. I mean, what you want to do, and, and something that Ray said uh, with people calling um, and what you just said about someone calling, that's what you want to avoid. It's not so much getting them like a heads up for their sake, it's really respecting the person that you want to build a relationship with. So you want mm-hmm. to make sure, you know, to 
keep as much of that at bay as possible. So, yeah, you should go ahead and just, especially people you know are going to call you. You don't want to, of course, you're not going to do that to people that, you know, you may not ever talk to. You, you know, it's kind of a here and there, hit and miss kind of a thing. But for people you know that are calling you, asking you out on a regular basis or whatever, and you, you know, those are the people you want to stop. You want because you want to stop the calls. That's that's the main thing, and the text and all that, whatever. You want to stop those people because if, if they don't know, then how will they respect what's going on with you if they don't know? They just kind of right. assume, you know, you're still out there, you're free, you know, you're just doing it with whoever else, and now I'm gonna give you a call to see what's going on at midnight or whatever, you know. So. So you, that's what you need to do. That's that's a respect for the person you're going to be with, not for them. It's for you know your new person. So um, regarding you know divorce, you know the thing about divorce is that you you need to be sure about everything. You know, divorce is not like breaking up. Breaking up, you know, you just grab your little stupid duffel bag and get the fuck out. But with divorce. It's a whole different story. So you you do want to be sure about what you're you're doing because you're um you're changing your whole life, you know, quite frankly. And you know, and if you have kids, that's even worse. There's even more of a life changer. So you want to be sure. So you know, I'm kind of on the fence about the whole year thing. I mean, on the one hand, I think you shouldn't have to have that. But on the other hand, I'm thinking, well, I don't know. Maybe you should have some. Some kind of something that makes you sit down and rest a minute after the fighting is over, and just mm-hmm. think about about that. So, so I'm kind of on the fence for that. But anyway, um, good show, and I guess we'll uh, hear you again in a couple of weeks. All right. Thank you very much, ma'am. And mm-hmm. let's see, Carmen. I'll go with you. Any final thoughts? Um, I think Crystal pretty much <laughs> summed it up. I think divorce is hard. We all know divorce is hard. I agree a year is a bit much, and I'm glad that that's not the case in some states. <laughs> that's, that's, it's already difficult, you know. Um, but I just think that as long as everyone tries to be mature, in a divorce situation that um, it will work out better for everyone in the end because life is so short. You really don't want to walk around stressed out because you're mad at somebody about something that you can't change. Okay. All right. Sounds good. And I appreciate you taking the time to join the show. Thank you. don't be a stranger. Dr. Willis. All right. Um, I just want to say that um, I think that, if you know, you have to have a level of maturity when you break up with people, whether you got kids or not. I think you don't call for all that, you know, I hate you, I don't want to look at you, we don't got to talk. You know, like I said, you ain't got to be best friends either, but there's no point in being nasty. Because uh, all that all that's going to do is just you know age you and make you sick. So there's no point in that. If you got kids, then you definitely have to uh, find some kind of middle ground, common ground, and to be cordial, to um, um, to to show you you know your kids that hey, 
you know, we can still work together even if we're not together. I think that's important at that stage for them. So um, if, if you don't do it for yourself, at least do it for the kids when it comes to uh, just being cordial co-parents. Um, as far as uh, the marriage in uh, North Carolina and other states, yeah, I think that a whole year is uh, excessive. But like I said, I think that it has uh, it has other uh, um, little sinister plots behind that or, you know, uh, things to that, and that's why they do it. Uh, I'm with, I'm, I agree with everybody that says that, you know, you should be able to divorce as soon as the paper goes through. Um, but, it, you know, in some states it's just not that way. So if you are separated, do not go out there and get caught, you know, um, dating and, and being with other women or other men because, like I said, if the other person really want to uh, test you, then they could, they could, you know, file for infidelity. Uh, so if anything, at least check the laws in your state because, like I said, they are different from state to state. So what what they do in North Carolina may not be what they do in Mississippi. So uh, check with, check the laws at least before you get out there and get yourself uh, caught up into some uh, crazy mess. Um as far as um, I think it was a topic that Chris hit that I want to touch on, but um, about what to do with the, when you want to be exclusive with the new boo. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I think that uh, it's kind of long lines what they were saying, but I think uh, and, and like I said, you know, sometimes I just go against the grain. I think that I don't need to talk to all those folks that I'm dealing with. I need to let this woman that I'm with know, hey, look. This is how I was before you met me, uh, you know what I'm saying? This is what I got going on. So if calls come in, we'll start knocking them out as they come in. I mean, I don't have time to sit there and call all the people I've been dealing with. So, you know, I don't. I mean, so, so start knocking them out as they come in. Crystal's oh, laughing, yeah. but she said, she said that on the show before. I know, right? right? She knows <laughs> yeah, that there going to be, a few people gonna be around for a few weeks. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm and I think I think that builds trust also with the, with the woman you with if she's not you know second guessing you or sighing you at this time you know but even if she does and I mean at least you get that out of the way before y'all go any further so you know I, I mean just, it, the whole thing is about being honest with the person you're with who you who you want to be with so uh, I think that person comes first everybody else you know like I said you know if they call in you knock them out you ain't got to worry about it but um. Other than that, though, man, I just want to say, you know, it was good chopping it up with the show legends. Uh, hey, it was good to have Carmen on tonight. And, uh, and all the listeners that didn't press one, you know what I'm saying? So that's all I got. All right. I appreciate that, sir. And, Ray, go ahead, man. Yeah, um, I mean, with, with divorce, you know, I know people to get divorced and stuff like that. I mean, I think that, you know, you really should think before you get married because it's a it's a serious commitment, and I don't think enough people put enough thought into it, and I don't think they talk about the real things that they need to talk about before they get married. It ain't so much the person changing after the fact; they was always that person you just didn't see it, and I think that um you know if you do that things will work out better because you can talk about knowing this and knowing that but if you don't do it, what good does it do? But as far as, you know, dating somebody and you getting into an exclusive relationship and you're dating other people, I mean, like I say, that that kind of stuff really says what kind of person you are, what type of relationship a person is getting into 
I mean, if you date a girl, she say, man, you know, I had a lot of friends, and every time you get ready to say something, you got to pause the movie because her phone ringing, or she got to put her phone on silent and stop people from calling and all that. Hey, man, that's somebody you don't need to get involved with. You know, that's just my thought on it. Because even uh, a good woman, even if she's single, she's got a boyfriend or she's got one guy that she's seeing. You're seeing three, four, six guys and eight guys. I mean, that's the problem. I mean, it's a market out there for that. Because some guys, you know, they don't care. Most of them got a big ass and a pretty face, they go for that. But, you know, you got to look at it long term. Where are you going to go? Why are you getting serious with somebody that you feel like is not going to go that far? I mean, you can knock it down. But after that, after six months of that, you're back where you started. So, you know, I think they need to pay attention to what they said. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with telling people that you met somebody and you like somebody or whatever. And if you're a respectful person, they'll understand that. Or even if they don't understand, it's not your fault. You was transparent. You know what I mean? So I just think if you're more honest, with yourself and the person that you're dating, things will work out better for you. Now, I don't think a lot of people know who they are as a person. You know, they have an image in their mind of who they want to be. You know, they want to be, you know, somebody on the right side of things when you might be somebody on the wrong side of things. And once you look in the mirror, have a conversation with yourself and, you understand who you are as a person. I think things will work out better for you. But great show, you know. Glad to hear everybody's uh, opinions and glad I was able to get on this Tuesday. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, glad to have you in the mix, man. I appreciate it. And Buck, shut this thing down. Well, you know, great show tonight. You know, a lot of good, interesting, you know, things were said. You know, on this topic, um, even in a relationship, and even when you're in a relationship you're breaking, you know, breaking up or divorcing, in there still has to be a line of communication. Something that I always talk about. Um, there has to be a common ground. You know, if you you're leaving on mutual terms, and you know, and you know you're leaving on mutual terms, regardless of what happened, you know, you got to move on. A lot of people stay in relationships because they're trying to do it for the kids or what have you. But when you know a relationship is ended, the best thing to do is just go ahead and end it. It's not, you know, it's not something that you have to, you know, you got to keep trying to, you know, do this, that, and the other. Once you know it's done, it's done. So, you know, just go ahead and, you know, be mature about the situation. You know, try to be, you know, know, as level-headed as you possibly can and go ahead and make changes. Um, so, you know, just long, that's something that has, you know, you have to sit down and discuss it, regardless to whether you want to or you don't. So, ultimately, you know, communication, you, you know, use that, and, you know, maybe it'll soften the blow a little bit. Divorce is hard as hell. I went through it. I never. That's something that I never want to go through again. Um, I want to make sure the next person that, you know, one and a half now, she, you know, it, it's working really well. So, you know, maybe that's something we do down the road. But right now, we, you know, we're trying to, you know, trying to do things to make ourselves better, you know, and grow together. So, um, 
You know, you got to keep the lines of communication open regardless of whether you're in the relationship or whether you're going out of the relationship. So I'll keep mine short, short and sweet tonight, but glad to have everybody on tonight and all the participation and the new people that came on also. But enjoy the rest of your week. And waiting for zone coverage for tomorrow is going to be pretty awesome. Y'all have a good night. No doubt. All right. I appreciate that, sir. And my thanks to all of you. Great show. Great perspectives. And we'll do it again as soon as I can get back on the air. Uh, Like I said, it won't be next week. But, you know, I'll get back and we'll do it that way. So my thanks to FemaleLead.com, a sassy black friend podcast, TheCrystalShow.com. My thanks to them for all being supporters of the show. Again, be sure to check out. When Honeysuckles Fall, go to CarmenHendricks.com, score yourself a copy of that. Everyone have a great evening. Again, go to TalkToQ.com, sign up for the email newsletter so you'll know when the show's going to be on the air or not. And that's the best way to keep up with things. And everyone have a good night. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Oh my god.